Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. We're also brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading website for all your betting needs. With their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you could bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even have to win. They just need to cover the spread. So what are you waiting for? Lay down some cash and win big today. You could also check out their online casino if you'd rather just roll the dice and craps. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We're back with a big, big show. Tate the Snake, Tate, you're back with us. You took off last week, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to start ignoring the Tate the Snake thing. I'm just going to turn my mic down. <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> yeah, not good. Not a fan, not a fan. Uh, I was getting emails from people to tell your mother that Snake does, doesn't does rhyme with Tate, but, uh, oh, I should have printed it out, but I don't know. They were, they were challenging your mom on the issue. They say the alliteration is good enough. My mom is a first-grade teacher. She knows about alliteration. Really? They don't know okay. what they're talking you know, about. You're right. It's not even an alliteration. I don't know what it is. But anyway, you were gone last week. You went to Chance the Rapper concert. You know, I was wondering, like, what do you wear to like a Chance the Rapper concert? Because you don't want to look like a douchebag. You're not, you're not wearing like the like sweats pants and what do you want like the the outfit? What are you doing? I, I just wear what I have on, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. I think I wore a Charlotte Hornet shirt or something. You did? You know? Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, is he wearing his like his Quentin Copel's jersey or something? How much thought goes into this? I can only wear that once a year. I can only get away with that once. All right, good, good. You got it out of your system. All right, listen. Later we have Tate. George Foreman is on the show. The Grill Master. Grill Master, two-time heavyweight champion. He is on to promote his fight, hopefully, with Steven Seagal. He challenged him on Twitter. Anything goes. Hand-to-hand combat, although Seagal could use his feet. Uh, and Bovada put up a, a, a line on it. Big George is a two-to-one underdog. I, mm-hmm. I've bet against him before. It's not, it's not smart. I would, I would not recommend it. But before we get to George... I want to talk to my friends, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifectas here. What's up, fellas? What's up, Sal? What's now, going on, buddy? So, you know, this is an interesting situation because we have, uh, we're recording this in the middle of uh, game five between the Indians and the Yankees. Brother Brian, the parlay kid, are as big a Yankee fans as I can imagine. Uh, Harry is as big a Yankee hater as I can imagine, so I'm not sure we're going to get all the focus in the next uh, 45 minutes or so on this podcast. What's the score now? Parlay Kid, what, what are the Yankees are up right now? Yanks up one nothing on a DD, uh, a Gregorius home run. Sabathia is dealing. Uh, it's looking good, but it's, uh, it's only the bottom of the second. So, uh, you know. We'll play it by ear and uh, hope for the best here, Sal. You're feeling good about this, huh? Harry, Harry, how did they feeling get in the situation? Good, yeah. What's that? Harry, how did they battle back? They're supposed to be out of it by now, the Yankees. Team's a, team's a bunch of grinders, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're saving their their manager's uh, career maybe with the Yankees if they pull this off. That was mm. something else. Right. Harry, you yeah. love that hand, the thumbs down sign, don't you? This rallying cry by the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> well, listen, I uh, we made a prop, we made a fake prop uh, a few weeks ago, and it was it got killed. We had uh, Jets wins or Yankees eliminated. Which which one will happen first? Will the Jets win or will the Yankees be eliminated? Jets have won three games, and the Yankees are still going strong here in the second inning. So that was a flop. But let me just say. Uh, the degenerate trifecta and I will be together for the first time in about eleven months, right? Uh, next Tuesday in Brooklyn, isn't that right? That's yeah, correct, Sal. Yep, last November. Last yep. November we were in Vegas and we got banished, if I remember correctly. We had uh, Brad Garrett with us on a podcast, and uh, things got a little out of hand. Harry told some colorful stories, and we were uh, basically kicked out of Caesar's Palace. And now. I uh, expect nothing less in, in Brooklyn. Harry, are you going to behave yourself? 
It was all Garrett's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was all Garrett's fault. We'll be together at Jimmy Kimmel Live on Tuesday. We're doing all week in Brooklyn. And uh, come by and say hi uh, if you're in uh, the area. Don't ask for tickets because you're not getting any, but <laughs> come by and say hi. All right, listen. Uh, we have a big uh, podcast next week. Me, Joe House, Bill Simmons. We're going to go over NBA Futures, the Rookie of the Year, Divisions, MVP, teams that make the playoffs. Tate, this, Tate's going to join us. Eastern Conference champs, Western Conference champs, uh, points per game, re- rebounds, assists, Coach of the Year. We're going to cover it all. But I want to hear your guys' opinion. The season starts next Tuesday. Is it Tuesday night, Tate? Yep, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I want to get a couple from each of you. Let's start with you, uh, Brother Bry. What's your best NBA futures pick? Uh, yeah, I think that my my favorite thing was and I lo- I love a lot of Utah stuff this year, and I know uh, I know Simmons was talking about it when they did the the West over unders, but mm-hmm. I love Gobert Defensive Player of the Year plus three twenty five. Right now, Draymond's plus one sixty, and Kawhi's plus three hundred. I think if you look at if you look at last year, Rudy finished second. Uh, he was first team All Defense uh, Defensive Team Center. I mean, historically, these are won by centers except for the last three years. But I think he's really coming into his own. I think he's looking to prove a point without uh, Hayward there. So I like that, plus 325 a lot. Um, the, the one other thing I like on that defensive player of the year is, like, for a sleeper, I, the weird thing is Giannis is 40-1, to 1, and he, he was the second-team all-defensive player last year, could average uh, uh, two blocks, two steals. So keep an eye on that as well. But uh, Gobert, plus 325 defensive player of the year, I, I, I like that a lot. Tate, didn't you like Gobert? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, yeah, I yeah. thought I heard you uh, mumbling about that. <laughs> it was definitely a mumble, that's for sure. <laughs> it was my French. Yeah. What, uh, Brother Brian, what are the odds on that, real quick? He, he's plus 325. Okay. All right. All right, I like that. I like that. All right, and you have a second best pick? Yeah, and the other one I like is uh, John Wall for the assist per game leader at plus 240. He's, obviously, he's the favorite right now over Westbrook, who's plus 260. Uh, Chris Paul is plus 300 and Harden's plus 400. I think it's really between Wall and Westbrook at this point in time. I, I think you got to figure Paul and Harden are going to split some split some assists. I don't think either of them them get to 10. Uh, if you look at Wall over the last three years, he's averaged over 10 assists a game. Mm-hmm. I think for for the last four years, he's been top three in assists. So I think, like I said, I think it's a it's a two man race here, and, and Wall, I think. He's increased his assists per game each year over the last four years, too. So plus 240 is, uh, is good money there as well. That's pretty good for a favorite. I, I, I looked down the list. I saw Steph Curry at 30-1. to 1. I was like, wow, he's got to be top. Tate, is he like top five every year in assists? Or yeah, it's in the playoffs, though. So that, that's where I got confused. I was looking at his playoff stats, and yeah. he's always up there. But then in the actual regular season, for whatever reason, he's like around like seven or eight, um, and those yeah. guys are clipping like nine, ten. Yeah, well, probably because he plays like two and a half quarters on the average because they're, they're winning by 30. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Harry, what do you like for best bets in uh, NBA futures? Well, I'm going to start with Defensive Player of the Year, too, but I'm going to go with the Miami Heat, Hassan Whiteside, at 9-1. to one. Mm. Uh, He's averaged 11.5 rebounds for his career, but last year he grabbed 14 a game, so he's really coming, to his, coming into his own. He averaged averages 2.5 blocks a game for his career, uh, he's a force in the middle. Miami has a pretty decent team this year. Uh, they've added Kelly Olnick from Boston to help clog the middle and uh, should get more help from second-year player Justin Winslow. Uh, for a big guy, Whiteside, 7'270", he played the third most minutes for the Heat last season, showing his uh, uh, durability. Uh, I know Kawhi Leonard at 3-1 to one is a popular selection, but he's coming back from injury that kept him out of the playoffs last season. For the most part, taking Green at one plus one fifty really doesn't have any value. And since Brian took Gobert at plus three twenty five, you can throw that out. Oh so, wow! <laughs> White side at uh, nine to one has a great chance. Okay, all right, hit us with another one. Uh, and uh, well, my other pick is I'm going with the Oklahoma City Thunder to go. <laughs> Under 50-and-a-half wins at plus 160. I know I've seen wow. a couple of places have has had 52 wins at 53. I'm going to go under 50-and-a-half wins at <laughs> plus 160. Look, Carmelo, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, 
are making $75 million combined this season. And if anyone knows me, like I said, I've mentioned before, I love Carmelo when he was with Syracuse, but he's a cancer. Me and Darren have talked about this numerous times. I was a cancer to any NBA team. Um, you got three guys that need the ball in their hands constantly. Um, and Anthony needs a shot, as does George. How are those two guys going to feel when Westbrook goes for 30 shots in a game and is up-tempo style with the ball? And He's got the ball in his hands all the time. I mean, I just don't see how they're going to mesh. Um, after those three, the Thunder doesn't have a lot of help. Uh, they still have Steven Adams, but they, don't have, they, they got rid of Al- Oladipo after a season. Todd Gibson's gone. Enos Cantor's gone. Uh, and then I did the math, and I did this. I know Utah's going to be tough. I know you guys like the Brian and Darren like Utah this year, but I, I, I figured this out. I said 21 games this year. They play Boston, Cleveland, Washington, San Antonio, Minnesota, Houston, and Golden State. They play 21. 21 games against those opponents. Mm-hmm. They go 7 and 14. 7 and 14 in those games. They got to go 44 and 17 <laughs> versus the rest of the league and I just don't see it happening with those three uh all being ball hogs. I don't know how it's going to work. So I'm going to go under the 50 and a half at plus 160. I don't think Tate likes that. So Harry, you don't think they win that division then? Cuz cuz Minnesota's right there at 47 and a half wins, Denver 45 and a half wins. They'd be close to dumping that division if they're under 50, 50 and a half or 53 and a half. I think something, I think something monumental is going to happen sometimes this season. When they, if, they're, if they're not rolling well, somebody's going somebody's to squabble and cry about the ball and this and that, and it's not going to be good for the team. Mm. Tate, I don't what do they you have think? a lot of help either. Tate, are they going to be squabblers on this team? I think the best the, – Everyone comes together when there's a common enemy, and they do have a com- common enemy in the Warriors, so they all can sort of, you know, it's like when you go to war and you have someone who can all get us, put our differences aside and figure it out. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Paul George has no problem calling out his teammates. Russell Westbrook will do it passive-aggressively, and Carmelo is Carmelo. He's going to say how he feels at any point. So I don't, I don't, I don't uh, hate it, Harry. Uh, you know, I'm never going against you. Parlay yep. kid, big Knicks fan. You're you're glad Carmelo's gone, or you feel like they didn't get enough for him. But you probably, after years and years of talk, are now realize that that's about what they were going to get for him, right? Are you happy to be able to move on? Yes, and yes, Sal. Uh, <laughs> something had to be done. Um, it wasn't working out in New York, and uh, they got to start over. Make this Porzingis' team and uh, go from there. You know, hopefully get another top five pick next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, see where it takes them. But yeah, they listen. Could should they have gotten more from Melo? I, I guess, but maybe Melo's just not worth that much anymore. Maybe Harry's onto something. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to guess one of your picks isn't Knicks over. I don't know how many how many wins or well, how many no, wins this, they You know, we, 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 yeah. I think it's depending on what site, but I think Bavada has them at thirty and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, right. That's not something I'm going to take, but you got to take the under at that. I think they're minus two hundred. Uh, I think minus two hundred under thirty to and take a half. The under, yeah, everyone's um, probably betting. Yeah. I would take the under on that. They're not winning thirty games this year. Not with this uh, the line of the way it's constructed mm-hmm. right now. Especially also because I don't know what's going on with Porzingis. I think this guy's a little flaky. Yeah, uh, I was big on him, but uh, there's something maybe missing there right now from him. A little softness. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping he's the franchise, uh, the future of the franchise, but. I think the jury's just a little bit out on him. But so I'm going to take something that I know Tate likes this. And I know we're going to go to Tate a lot. I, he's kind of like a basketball guru, I think. He knows Tate, it welcome all. Welcome back, by the way. We're glad to, yeah, I'm happy we're to glad be back, to have Tate back. I miss, I miss Kyle a little bit, though. I do miss him a little bit, I have to say. That's all right. But, I like him more than myself sometimes. Yeah. I will but, say, Tate, Kyle had a water <laughs> prepared for me. He had the, he had the uh, ads printed out. What do you mean? That's exactly what I did. Well, yeah, after you heard that Kyle did it, yeah. <laughs> you heard me praising young Kyle. It's a real go-getter. We didn't have any phone problems either oh. that day. <laughs> it is, Tate. All right, Parlay Kid, what is it? What do you like? But, yeah, so so listen, who would have thought? Now, we don't really talk about this beforehand, Sal, but who would have thought we're going to talk a lot about the Utah Jazz tonight? Yeah. Um, and I do know Tate likes this one. I like the Jazz over 41 wins at minus 130. Um, I know there's no Hayward uh, this year, um, but they did win 51 games last year. Uh, So you're talking about a 10-game drop-off. They picked up Rubio. I think he's a good fit for them. 
Uh, coach Quinn Snyder is uh, super underrated. Love him as a coach. They were 29-12 and 12 at home last year. That, this is a huge home court advantage in Utah. I almost yeah. call it the anti-MSG home court advantage. Because you know what, Sal? This is something that gets overlooked when it comes uh, to the Knicks. Teams coming to MSG, they are pumped to play in the Garden. They love being in New York City. They want to bury the Knicks in the Garden. They want to beat them. Mm-hmm. NBA, they, they hate Utah, right? They hate it. They want to come into Utah and get out. Now, I like Utah. I'm a fan of the state of Utah. Right. Um, but the NBA players just don't – they tend to uh, not really like being there. Yeah. So, for them, I think they just want to get in, get out of Utah. Home court is a big factor there for Utah. I think they're going to win close to that 29 games at home again. Uh, Kevin Pelton of ESPN, who's very good at projecting wins – based on his special formula, is calling for them to win about 44.7 games this year. That's mm-hmm. over the 41 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and history shows, Sal, if you're a top-five D team, uh, defensive team, which Utah is going to be, right? even with the loss of Hayward, that, that loss doesn't really hurt them on defense. But if you're a top-five defensive team, you finish above 500. Mm-hmm. They play hard every night. And how many NBA teams can say they play hard every night? Yeah. Utah is going over 41 wins. All right. Tate, I know you Tate, like that you one. agree with that. Uh, and there's another one also. Uh, will they make the playoffs? for Utah, yes, is plus 135. Mm. Yeah, Tate, you're, you, yeah. you kind of like that. that right? that's, that's the one I really like. But I will say this. If Quinn Snyder hooks up with the offensive line coach from the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> there might be a problem. <laughs> that's the only way that there's a problem. They don't have a lot of cocaine in Utah, right? Yeah, I, think, I, I don't know what they have in Utah. I've never been there. I think but, that's, that's why the players thing. are in that. That's you know what? He's going after Duke right there. That's what that's about. <laughs> I got it. All right. I'll, I, t- what? I'll tell you, Harry. If if he ever gets fired by Ken, he's going to be working for that offensive line coach <laughs> for the Dolphins. I'll tell you that right now. Harry, get your resume. And by guy. the way, guys, it's uh, three three nothing Yankees. You know, I I, yep. not, I noticed uh, the parlay kid came alive towards the sec the second half of that Utah rant, and I looked at the score. I was like, "Oh, the you Yankees went up three nothing. Yeah. That's what happened." I see. Oh, this you could be you saw over. that correctly, Sal. <laughs> this is brilliant right now. Didi, the former Arizona Diamondback, Harry. We totally oh wow, what a number <laughs> they did on uh, the Diamondbacks for that guy. Him. Wow. So, Sal, let me get to my second. Go ahead. I know uh, Brian likes this one. Yeah. My other one, I'm going to stick with Utah. It's Rodney Hood at plus 600 for most improved player. Mm-hmm. Hood averaged 12.7 points a game last year, 3.4 rebounds a game, 1.6 assists. That number is going to go up. With Hill and Hayward off the team this year, those two scored 38% of Utah's points last year. All right, Hood is the guy who's expected to pick up the slack. He's going to do it. When Hayward was not on the floor last year, Hood averaged eight more points per 36 minutes hmm. than one when Hayward was on the floor. So Hood is going to step up his game big time. This is a hardworking kid. He's a dookie. I know that. But uh, you know what? Hardworking kid. He is going to be the most at plus 600. Wow. He is a good, good value for Rodney Hood at that, uh, he, at that bet. He's Mississippi State. Don't, he's, he's, uh, Duke stole him away. So that, Just to help Jabari Parker. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I looked at this most improved. I like that Brandon Ingram at 8-1. to one. I like Magic Johnson says he's going to average 20 points a game. He had a great summer league. He finished up like the last month yep. of his uh, of the season was solid for him. He, it's, the preseason's been a little bit shaky, but 8-1, uh, to one, I think right in there. But you have Hood at 6-1. to one. And D'Angelo Russell, yep. Hood, Hood and Russell are favored at 6-1. to one. Is that right? You guys know why in the most improved – they have odds for, like, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, can he get much better? And there's also odds for Booker. Right. I feel like, how do those guys win that? How, weird, how are right? they even yeah. on that list? That's, that's really weird. weird. Sometimes yeah. they do the weird thing where you know a guy is really good, but he's not going to win MVP or, you know, can't win six-man or whatever it is, so they just give it to – like, Giannis winning most improved, you know. he's He was already doing a lot of the things he was doing already, but since he was, like, that guy, they were just like, we're going to give this to him. You know, they, they want to give you an award. So I think Booker could actually win it. Hmm. He's the one I was looking at. All right, so let's uh, let's recap. Brother Bryce says Gobert for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Wall for assists per game. Harry says Whiteside for Defensive Player of the Year. And Oklahoma City Thunder under 50.5 wins. 
Uh, that's a plus 160. <laughs> Parlay Kids all over Utah, over 41 wins. And Rodney Hood for most improved at 6-1. to one. And we're going to have more NBA Futures breakdown. Uh, me, it's going to be me, House, and Bill Simmons next week on the uh, Against All Odds. Now, fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes and they last for just one week. You could join one right now for week, what is this, week six already? Week six. Wow. Best part, play for cold hard cash and get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code The Ringer. That's right. Play a real money game for real. Play a real money game for free and for real just by using the promo code The Ringer. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering The Ringer listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play free right now with promo code the ringer harry you're an expert in fantasy you're five and oh this year you should join draft take someone else's money don't need it i'm i could i guess i'm just i'm i'm happy steamrolling everybody in the league right now all right well that's a good <laughs> should be should be four four and one harry should yeah be four and one yeah but i rolled uh darren darren should have beat me too this week but another bad decision by uh General Manager Darren Coley. I don't want to. I don't want to get into this too much because it's 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 little inside baseball or football as it is now. But there's an interesting thing happening. You know, Harry traded needed a tight end because uh, in the beginning of the year, because Tampa got got hurricaned out in their game, uh, he couldn't start Brait. So he he basically molested our friend Frank, who doesn't trade at all, isn't paying attention. He got someone. He gave him like Andy Dalton, and uh, he beat. He beat Brother Bry by one point. Now he's playing Frank this week, and Frank doesn't have a quarterback. And I have to think, <laughs> Brother Bry, there's a good chance Harry looked ahead at this week and said, if I trade him Dalton, who's off, he'll have three quarterbacks that are off. What What do we think the odds know, are yeah. of that happen? Of that that went uh, down? That's very that's that's very positive. I I, I mean, I actually, I, maybe not. Maybe Harry, Harry's definitely not smart enough to do. Something oh yeah, okay, like all right. He's, yeah, he's not that. <laughs> No way. But there's no there's way. no way Frank is not picking up a guy this week though, so he's not going to. Well, Carr is going to if as long as Carr plays, he'll have a quarterback. But if he doesn't, Frank won't pick up a guy, and Harry will play against Frank without a QB. Oh no, so, he won't because I'll trade. I am trading Frank a quarterback for uh, for a cup of soup. I'm giving. I'll give him nothing for nothing. I don't care. We're not letting Harry win this. By the way, I gave him Dalton. I gave him Dalton with four touchdowns left. <laughs> Dalton shouldn't have even been drafted in the 16-round, 10-team draft. What are you talking about? All right, let's talk football. Since we're already talking football, let's stay on it. Bovada.lv has uh, they have really nice uh, specialty props every week, and we're going to go over one of them. Here are some others. Will the Giants select a quarterback in the first round of the 2018 NFL draft? Yes is 2-1. to one. No is minus 300. Harry, you are hoping for yes more than anybody. Actually, Eli Manning is probably hoping for yes more than anybody. But you're a diehard Giants fan. You're seeing uh, you're seeing them taking a quarterback, right? Darnold, Rosen, one of these guys. I don't want Darnold, but I want I want somebody. I don't want Darnold, but I want somebody. They need to do something immediately. Uh, they really have to think about this. They have uh, no backup help, and they've rotated quarterbacks in the past, thinking that Eli is going to be as durable as he is, and he is durable. He plays every week. It's just the production isn't there, and last week was uh, another example of it. Yeah, someone's in the dynasty league asked me about keeping Odell Beckham Jr. And I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. He had like three good players, and he asked me about Odell. I'm like, who's that guy's quarterback going to be in the next few years? You never know. This, these could be some lean years for you, Harry. I'm sorry, not lean in terms of you losing weight, of course. I'm saying the Giants <laughs> and scoring points and all that stuff. But the other one. <laughs> Uh, Brother Bry, will Leonard Fournette score a touchdown in seven consecutive games to start the season? He has five. Yes is minus 150. No is plus 110. The rookie record is six straight. Uh, start a career by Robert Edwards and Carlos Williams. Robert Edwards, his career was shortened on a, was it a beach volleyball game or a beach football game? I can't remember. Does anyone know? 
Uh, I think yeah, it was football. beach football. football. Yeah, it was football. Uh, the yeah. Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's right. It was leading up to the yeah. Pro Bowl. Brother Brian, you have Fournette on your team. That's how, that's how Harry got hurt, though, before our tennis match. Right, <laughs> That's true. That's true. It was beach football. That is so true. <laughs> Two injuries. Yeah, he and, his, like. he and his boss are, are still day-to-day as a result of that game. Uh, Brian, there's no way to handicap this, though. It's a coin flip, like right? You don't know if Fournette's going to score in the next two games. I, I guess no is probably the yeah. Bet, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They have what? They, they have the Rams this week, and then who do they have the week after? The Rams could be tough to to get the touch yeah. the touchdown run. I, I I don't know. I'd probably stay away from this it's one. It's a crapshoot. I mean, he's been awesome. He's been phenomenal. He's he's carrying uh, my fantasy team. Unbelievable. Sure. Unbelievable. It just runs like a man out there. All right, but the one we'll go over: Will Deshaun Watson? Break the regular season touchdown pass record of 26 by a rookie. He already has 12. He has four interceptions and three fumbles. He's just a very exciting player to watch. Like he's, he does something interesting every drive. Um, yet, and and it's like you can't even say, well, I was like looking at the rest of the schedule. It's like, uh, where is he going to have trouble? He had five touchdowns against KC's defense. Like most of them came in garbage time. All of them basically. Four touchdowns against the Titans. Also a decent defense. You know, he's going to be more than halfway there through six games. He might get all 15 he needs versus the Browns this week. I would say yes, minus 200. Parlay Kid, what do you think? Oh, yes, now listen. Oh, terrible move by me this week. I picked this kid up, Watson, mm. and I'm playing Harry in fantasy. I didn't start him. I started Ben Roethlisberger. Can you imagine? Yeah. What a, what a swing that was. Terrible, terrible job by me. Harry's right. But I have him now, and you got to love this kid. He's this year's Dak Prescott, I think, right? He's kind of yeah, kind of the same type of player as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you like you said, right? How many does he need now to get past that 26? He needs 15 more. Right. So kind of doing the math, he's got five more home games. Let's just say he throws two averages, two touchdown passes a game during those five games, mm-hmm. and he throws. In the six road games, he throws one apiece in those games. That's getting him at 28. Uh, that This is a no-brainer bet, barring injury to him or Hopkins. Anything that could happen to Hopkins at this point could really impact him, but that's kind of the same with any bet you're going to make in football. Uh, and, you know, you're going to risk that there's going to be no injury involved. Yeah. Um, and, look, he might break it this week. They're playing the Browns. All right. He yeah. might throw 15 touchdown passes. That's this what weekend. I said, Darren. Aren't you Who paying knows? attention? Holy God. <laughs> no, I know. It's the Yankees say, game. I could say the Yankees have got his yeah, attention. Yeah, the Yankees. <laughs> All right, Harry, what do I you am, think? I am. I'm kind of distracted. <laughs> You're going, yes. Harry, what do you think? Uh, I think uh, I think the yes uh, is a lock. I mean, I don't I don't think it's high. it should be a way higher than that. I mean, he's tough. You know, that touchdown pass he had to Hopkins in the fourth quarter when he Got take, almost taken down. Changes hands, moves the ball back over, throws it on a throws a dart into the end zone. I mean, they play in sort of a weak division, and with Houston's defense crumbling, they will tend to give up more points than they usually do. So that mm. means the offense will have more passes, and more and more of a passing game than the Texans and Bill O'Brien are used to. So they may be in a lot of these type of shootouts like they were last week against Kansas City. Yeah. I like it. And he's got two monster receivers. Fuller outruns everyone. And Hopkins is just a man. Goes up for every long ball and uh, comes down with a lot of them. Uh, Brother Bry, three-way yes here? Yeah, this this one's easy. I mean, 15 over 11 games. I mean, they still have the Colts twice. They still have the Niners, the Browns. you got to figure he's got he's going to get at least eight in those games. And that means he only needs seven in the remaining seven games. I know he plays some tough defenses, but... But uh, that that's easy. That's, yeah, that's I like, easy. and I think as, as the parlay kid said, you really they're working injury into that you know line. Obviously, if he gets injured, your your bet is killed. But uh, minus two hundred seems good. Tate Tate the snake, you like two under, right? Yeah, I do. I, I think it. I think it's all there. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find that prop and others like it on Bovada.lv. Uh, I like all their specialty props. Check it out. This brings us to our sponsored segment. Captain Morgan's Make-Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, we're going to concentrate on next week when I'm in Brooklyn with the degenerate trifecta. Uh, This is a New York-themed Captain Morgan prop. Will, the Broncos and Patriots' margin of victory this Sunday 
be higher than the number of pizza slices consumed by me next week in Brooklyn. Now, the Broncos and Patriots are playing the Giants and Jets. That number, if you add the spreads, according to Vegas, they're supposed to win by a combined margin of 21, what, 21 and a half, I guess now? Yeah, 21 and a half, yep. I would say the Broncos and Pats are giving two and a half. I would have to eat 19 slices to beat that. What do you say, Brother Bry? Can I do it? Uh, yeah, I think you can. I'm definitely <laughs> going with you because uh, I, I got to figure. You got to figure. I know it's 21 and a half. I feel like one of these teams is going to win by 20, and yeah. the other team is going to win by about six. So that means you got to eat over. I'm going to say you need to eat over 23 and a half slices over eight days. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm thinking you're going to easily do at least three because I I know the way you guys do it. I feel like Jimmy's going to be ordering pizza from you in Brooklyn the whole week for the writers, right? So that's yeah. going to be two slices at lunch at least, maybe three. You can also have a late night late night snack, maybe one or two. I mean, you'll get to go to, you'll you'll go to Grimaldi's or mm-hmm. the Spumoni Gardens. So I think I think you're definitely going to go over. And I'll tell you, I'm really jealous on this one because I stopped eating pizza like what are you talking a about a year ago? Because a year ago, I, I, I have like a. I know I have like a ton of health issues. I have like some allergy to uh, an allergy that you can't diagnose to dairy, so I can't even eat uh, oh, no. cheese without getting head with without getting headaches. So uh, you just get I'm a very naked get, it, get a naked pizza. You just get no cheese. <laughs> Where do they? Well, do? I can't there also eat. I can't have sauce either because I have bad acid reflux. So. So it's not like I can barely eat anything. So, you know. Uh, Brian, I'm pouring some good. Captain I'm Morgan going, out I'm, for I'm you. I'm going with the cut. <laughs> Tate, Tate, these guys live in New York at Naked Pizza. This is not uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. This is, they get thrown I, I never out of heard the, of it. I just brought it up. They, I just wanted to give an alternative. They get thrown out of the state for doing that. All right, Harry, do I have a chance here? A lot, a lot depends on your Giants. If they lose by 40, which is a, is a consideration, I'm not winning this bet. Believe me, I thought about this one for a long time, and I really <laughs> want to take you because it would be great to know when I do actually win this weight challenge bet <laughs> that at the time, and if you ha- if you just consume so much pizza during this time and, and whatever, and you gain a little, uh, I would love to, when I win that, to be less than you it's a, at the time. Yeah. But we'll see about that when the time comes. But you're right. right but, but the Broncos, Patriots, if one of these two teams just, like, Say the Giants just lose by thirty, you mm-hmm. know, and just get you know forty to ten. It's going to be hard for you to uh, to cover that still. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more towards the uh, Broncos and Patriots minus the two and a half. I'm gonna take that. Hmm. All right, parlay kid. What do you think? Now this isn't make believe. This prop, I feel like <laughs> this is this this is really you know. Let's face it. We know the Jets are riding high, but think about who they've beaten. The Dolphins, the Jags coming off a London victory. Mm-hmm. They've beaten the Sushi Browns. Mm-hmm. The, the Patriots are winning this game. Let's say, let's just say they barely cover. They win by 14. Mm-hmm. And the Giants, I think this is going to be a weird game. They're going. They've got to travel. The Broncos are coming off a bye week. Uh, Giants are traveling to the West Coast, or close to the West Coast, at least west, you could say. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they're going to play some dink and dunk football. They're going to try to run it, which they can't. I think they're going to play close to the vest. Still think the Broncos are winning this game somewhere between uh, 10 and 20 points at this rate. Yeah. Uh, but, Sal, your competitive nature here, Sal. Right. You, 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 have, you have set this up so you can eat pizza all next week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is so you can eat, so you can win this bet. It's the only so reason you can really win out. this fake, but maybe not so fake mm-hmm. prop bet. Uh, for those of, of us that know you very well, you're, you're a competitive uh, eater by, by heart, Thank right? You. I mean, yes. if, uh, if, if you weren't doing what you were doing, you might be, you know, kind of like, uh, the, you know, the hot dog king there. What's his name? Joey Chestnut. It's, uh, right. Joe, like you could be, you could have been the next Joey Chestnut, right? Yeah. yeah. So, how many times have we had to pull over on the side of the road, not from you to throw up due to alcohol-related incidents, mm-hmm. but overeating? Yes. Right? This has happened <laughs> numerous times during our life. Uh, we would come back from a, sizzle, so, from a buffet, now, and, uh, yeah, that would be it. I'd have to pull over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so this, this bet to me, 
you're going to beat it. So if, if the Giants lose by 25 mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the Patriots beat the Jets by 25, you're going to find a way to eat 40-something <laughs> slices next week. All right. I'm with <laughs> you. Just, that's your competitive nature. So take you Thank getting you. the two and a half. All right. Easy. All right, I, let me let me just I should I should have given some perspective here. Like, what happens is Jimmy will go on the show Monday in Brooklyn, and he'll talk about all the great food he had over the weekend, and then all bets are off. Like, there's pizza shipments <laughs> from everywhere, from people trying to get mentioned on the show. Pizza people open pizza parlors just to send us pizza and then close them after after we're gone. Like, that's the kind of thing. So it's just pizza, pizza, pizza all day and all night. But you know what? I don't need that. I'm going to try to do this live as the games are going on. I'm going to try. So, <laughs> I love it. So, like, if the if the, if the the uh, Bron- we're watching the games together, I don't know if we will, but Sunday night, and the Broncos score a touchdown, I'm going to try to eat seven slices of pizza before they score their next touchdown. <laughs> I think I could play this live. I like myself getting two and a half. Uh, yeah. Take take me. I mean, I may not live through it, but I'm going to eat more pizza than the combined I'll, Broncos Patriots. I'll serve Patriots. you the pizza, Sal. I'll get it for you. Oh, okay. I'll get it for you. It'll never get to I'll me if you serve it. it. <laughs> All right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now, my favorite segment of Against All Odds, Sharp Tank. I have the degenerate trifecta. They pitch me their three best bets. I buy one of them, and then I bet it, and we bet it, and uh, and what happens is it loses. <laughs> That's basically what I I picked the wrong one three weeks in a row. We've had winners on all sides. Um, last week I took the Parlay Kids teaser, and what happened? You had won seventy eight. Oh no, you won last week, right, Parlay Kid? Your teaser yeah, one. Yes, yeah. I won. I was the winner. That's the one I should have taken. The parlay kid, I don't know where he gets this number, but he says he's won, hit 78% of his uh, teasers, and uh, he won. It was a three-teamer. It had, like, uh, the the Niners, which went to overtime. That was a win. Uh, what was it? The Jets over the Browns. That was easy. And the Packers. And there's a 10-point teaser, and the Packers, who won, who won outright. You didn't even need it. But I stayed away. Uh, I also stayed away from Harry's Homer's parlay, which split was Syracuse. Barely beating Pittsburgh and the Giants, who I don't know if I think if they had lost three receivers and not four, Harry, I think you would have won that parlay. But uh, they did well, not win. And well, you know, I was, I was about I was about to text you during the game too because Syracuse, like I mentioned, was a three and a half point favorite, and I said don't lay the three and a half, take them money line, and they win by three. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the Giants were winning twenty two, you know, w- winning by two. Uh, there was a chance they could have won by two because of that safety they got, and I'm just—I was pressed. If they would have won by two, that would have been the greatest because both would have not covered, but both would have covered on the money line. I was hoping for that, and then Eli fumbled, and that all, all went right. out. That would have been the greatest, but it did lose. And I another loser was Brother Bry's college parlay. Bry, what happened? We were four for four, and then Michigan screwed us, or were we five for five? Yeah, we were four for four, and it couldn't have been easier. The first four teams like covered the spread too. Those were those were blowouts, and then Michigan just they played. They were just awful. I mean, I thought they they were down fourteen to three at half, but they came back, made it fourteen to ten early. But then it started like the hardest I've ever seen it rain at a game. It was it was downpouring, and the wind was was crazy. So I I, I knew that was going to be a tough one as soon as as soon as that was happening. Right. So. Well, why don't you start us off? You let me know what your best bet is. You'll each pick pick. Pitch me one, and I'll uh, I'll pick the one, and I'll get us on the right track here. All right, so I'm gonna I'm I'm sticking with uh, college football. I think for all the games I've picked so far since we started the season, 18 of the 20 have won. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna do a three team money line parlay. I'm gonna first start with uh, Florida State minus 275 at Duke this week. Uh, Florida State coming off that uh, bad loss up against Miami last week. I know they're I think they're six one and one against the spread coming off a loss mm-hmm. and they'll just have too much talent for Duke. Uh I don't like Duke in this game at all. I think Duke the only team Duke can beat is is uh <laughs> Tate the Snake's Tar Heels. Uh, <laughs> I, I like uh Florida State. Knew that was one. coming, Tate. Uh, that hurts. <laughs> 
I also like uh, North Carolina State minus 450 at Pitt, basically just because I think Pitt is terrible. Uh, watching that game against Syracuse, I, I, I thought they really struggled in that game. I just don't think they have enough to match up with. NC State has a pretty good offense and a pretty good defense, so I like them in that game. Like I said, they're minus 450. And then the other one I have is I have Texas getting eight against uh, Oklahoma. If you were to look uh, at this series, I think uh, the underdog is 4-0 against the spread in the last four in the series. Uh, Tom Herman 7-0 against the spread against ranked opponents, and I think Oklahoma is historically bad on neutral sites. So I think you're going to see Texas will be able to throw in Oklahoma because everybody's been able to throw in Oklahoma. And I think they – I'm, I'm not saying they win this one, but I think they're going to keep it close. So mm-hmm. those three you get uh, plus 220 this week. So that, Florida that's what State like. at Duke to win, NC State at Pitt to win, and Texas, that's a neutral site, right? Plus eight versus Oklahoma? Yeah, they play? Pl- plus eight, plus eight. All right. All right, all right, okay, I like that. I think I like that. All right, all right, Harry, let's let's get one from you. All right, I have a, a parlay myself. I have a five-team parlay. <laughs> now, I'm taking Stanford to start. It's a mix of uh, college and pro. Okay, you could do Stanford that. At minus four, Stanford at minus 440 uh, on the money line. They won at Oregon last year by 25, and Oregon still has some quarterback issues. Uh-huh. I'm taking Michigan at minus 280 on the money line. Uh, they handled Indiana last year, and I don't see uh, Harbaugh losing two in a row. I've got the Falcons at minus 725 on the money line as we switch over to the pros. Uh, Miami was fortunate. The Dolphins were fortunate to win last week uh, at home versus Tennessee, and the Falcons are coming off a bye and losing the week before at home to Buffalo. They won't lose two in a row. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos against my Giants at minus 700. Oh. Giants, like we mentioned, just I know, and, I, and watch them be the team that screws me again. They get me back to back, but no, uh, they won't. anyway, they won't. the Giants are just devastated by injuries. Right. Well, I mean, when is not one, not two, but three wide receivers for a team not played the week after because of injuries? This is insane. I think they had uh, and, nine and guys not practice today, and you, uh, and you lost uh, what's his name, Rogers Cromartie. Just lad. no yeah. one knows what happened there. Yeah, that's a mess. I mean, Brandon Marshall hadn't made a catch all year. He makes an unbelievable catch out of bounds for no for no yards because he was out of bounds, and that's how he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Unreal. So Broncos at minus seven hundred, and I'm going to take the Steelers as the fifth team on the parlay at plus four and a half. I mean, this is a weird situation here because. Everything is going against Pittsburgh. They lose. They get smoked by Jacksonville at home. Big Ben whining in his post-game interviews that he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> Casey has revenge on their minds from losing to Pitt at home last year in the playoffs. Everything points to Casey. They're undefeated. Everything points to Casey. Steelers turned around. Tomlin gets something going with his team. Ben plays tough. Steelers plus four and a half. So Stanford minus four forty. Michigan minus 280, Falcons minus 725, Broncos minus 700, and the Steelers at plus four and a half. That pays a little bit more than three to one. All right. Well, all right. Pretty good picks and not terrible analysis. I like that. I like that. All right. Parlay kid, I ignored you last week. All right. You beat, you won. You made me well, regret it. Who do you Harry like? Harry stole, he's, listen, Harry stole some of my thunder here. But so, you know, you're right. 78%, who knows where I get that number from? Yeah, nobody but, knows. Yeah. You know what they used to, before they called me the parlay kid. You remember what they used to call me, right? Uh, what was it? No, I don't. They called me the big tease, the big tease. Oh yeah, that's what they used to call me. <laughs> yeah, the big tease. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. That's right. And Harry was known as the big sleaze, so that's why <laughs> it might have gotten a little confusing I see. at some point. I see. Yeah, I thought it was big, right, big so. cheese. All right, all right, I got that. <laughs> he ate the cheese. Yeah. All right. So listen, Sal. If, Let's say I'm taking uh, a pick in the suicide pool this week. Who would you take? Well, there's five. Who would you take? There, there's five double-digit or or close teams. Right. And it's that. So, so I, I see where you're getting at. Who would you start with? Give, like, All right. So right. Uh, So you got so Houston you, over gonna, Cleveland. Gonna, you, 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 <laughs> right. Lot. So basically, what I'm saying is, if you were to pick, you probably first might say to me, my number one game this week is Atlanta. Mm-hmm over uh, the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. Like Harry said, Atlanta's not losing two in a row. The Dolphins have been horrible. They've had two of the worst wins ever. Uh, they're a 500 team, but they're really, to me, one of the bottom 
ten, five teams in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta's winning that game. So I'm going to put this on a teaser. So this is going to be a teaser. You're going to be getting 10 additional points to the spread there. I know the spreads are changing, so people got to jump on these fast because right. they're going to keep going up and up right now. Uh, as you could see throughout the day, they've even gone up a little bit. Right. So you might have to adjust these uh, these spreads a little bit. But So I like Atlanta. Then you have to like the Jets. Like I said, before, I'm not the Jets, the Pats over the Jets. Uh, the Jets have won. They're, they're paper champions over the last three games, I think. Mm-hmm. They haven't beaten really anybody good, minus the Jaguars, but that was after the London trip. I think the Pats bring them back down to earth. I think they put it together this week. That's an easy win. And Denver over the Giants. Um, the Giants just don't have enough right now. Uh, it seems too easy. This seems too easy, Sal. Mm-hmm. This is the Mayweather-McGregor weekend of football betting. It's, right. it's easy money. So and if it's Mayweather-McGregor, are, are, are we going to get our asses handed to us in the first quarter and then have to struggle and then come back, right? <laughs> I don't even know. Well, you know how these games go, yeah, Sal. Right. There might be a little some of that, right? right okay. It could be a 0-0 game after one. But these teams will all come through on a three-team tease. It's easy money. So it seems too easy, but maybe because it is. Hmm. And sometimes it's not expert stuff. I'm not. This is not expert stuff I'm giving you. I'm giving you common sense stuff. Oh. But common sense is what wins money. It's what wins money. Interesting. Okay, so That's you're saying it's money. a three-team it three ten-point teaser. The Dolphins are now a pick. I'm sorry, the, the Falcons are now a pick. The Patriots are basically a pick plus a half. And Denver's laying two points, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's your three teams. Yes. That's easy. Uh, easy. The big tease. All the right. The big tease is back. 78% or higher now that he won last week. Let me look at these. Brother Bry. Oh, boy. I like, I like, man, I really like that. I like FSU. I like NC State. Tate, you, you think NC State gets tripped up at some point, don't you? I well, that's that. I don't personally want that to happen, but that's a very NC State thing to happen. Yes, hmm. Texas plus eight over Oklahoma, brother Brian. I like it. I might put a little, little tiny bit on it, but I don't, I'm not. That's not going to be my big one. Only because like I can't pick this Texas Oklahoma game. I get it ter- terribly wrong every time, and I just feel like if I'm taking points, um, I'm asking for it. But I, I do like it. I do like it. Harry. We're, we're great yeah. at picking the Big 12 teams, though. Are we? Yeah. I know I lost <laughs> at Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> if every school entered the Big 12, we would have nothing to bet on. We would be so bad at it. Yeah. I know. That is a thing. All right. I like it, but I'm going to pass on it. Harry, I also like yours, but you know what? Brother Brian, I lost with Michigan, and you're, and you're making, you're forcing me to take them again? It's like I broke up with a girl, and you're asking, "Hey, you want to go to lunch with the two of us and uh, and the ex girlfriend?" It's just weird. It's too it's too soon. I think you really like Michigan, huh? Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh's not losing two in a row. That team is so tough. Now, wasn't the Indiana Michigan game the game we were sweating out last year? Oh, right. And that yeah. was at Michigan. Right. It was at Michigan. That was like at the end of the third quarter. They were losing. Yeah. Uh, like they ten beat something. They beat them by ten. Yeah. They still beat them by ten. I have also gone back and forth because I have to make a best bet on the ringer, and it'll be coming out tomorrow. Uh, I've, I went back and forth with that Steelers-KC game. I was going to take them. I was going to take the Steelers. It makes no sense. It opened at three. It's only four and a half, which also seems low. But I don't – what if What if Ben is done? What if he really is done? What if there's nothing left? And also that KC playoff um, revenge factor uh, scared me away. So, Harry, I'm going to pass on yours. Parlay, kid, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. It, it, it's easy. It seems easy. And uh, we'll laugh uh, when it goes down. But what's weird about this three, I took, I looked at it as a money line parlay. It was minus 182. And a three-team teaser, right. which is virtually the same, except that you need Denver to win by more than two, is minus 120, or you know, depending on uh, what your VIG is on three-team 10-point teasers. I'm going with you, parlay, kid. Atlanta over Miami. New England over the Jets and Denver minus two over the Giants. The common sense teaser by the big tease himself, the parlay kid. You have too many names, way too many <laughs> names. All right. I like it. I'm buying the three-team teaser. And that's that. Now we're going to go on to George Foreman. But first, a message from Nature Box. When it comes to snacks, 
Sometimes it feels like the only options are delicious and a billion calories or boring and tasteless. But it doesn't have to be that way. Up your snack game with Nature Box. Has over 100 snacks that taste good, all made from high-quality, simple ingredients. That means no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. You can feel good about what you're eating. I like the Honey Dijon pretzels. I like the vanilla bean wafers. Uh, they satisfy my sweet tooth. Harry, what are you eating? Did you weigh in this week? No, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until uh, uh, after I head Brooklyn, out to New York, and I'll I'll go that morning, and I'll let you know, I'll, and then we'll figure it out next week. Show. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do one on the show next week. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you I'm force feeding you out there. I'm gonna force feed you, and it's not gonna be Nature Box. <laughs> Nature Box is good stuff. It's so simple. Just go to NatureBox.com, choose the snacks you want, and Nature Box will deliver them right to your door. No risk. If you ever try a snack you don't like, Nature Box will replace it for free. So you're sure to find your new snack obsession right now. You'll save even more. NatureBox offering our listeners 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash odds. That's naturebox.com slash O-D-D-S for 50% off your first order. Naturebox.com slash odds. And now, George Foreman. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm very excited about our next guest. You you talk about great athletes, the same names get thrown around. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Jesse Owens. One that often gets overlooked is a man who won the heavyweight championship of the world. And then, 21 years later, he won it again, which is unheard of. You'll never see that again. I'm happy to have him here today. He's a two-time heavyweight champion, Olympic gold medalist, and entrepreneur. George Foreman, thanks for coming on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. I'm happy to be with you, my friend. (laughs) George, are you in Houston right now? Well, I'm halfway between Houston and a little country town of Marshall, Texas. Beautiful. I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning. I want to smell a cow. (laughs) That's that's what I want to do. That is really my goal. How is? Were you close to the storm? I know you do a lot of work for the community there. Yeah, I was right there in the water. The water kept coming. looked like it was coming close to my door, and I'd look out and go pray and come back. It was gone again, but it hit all of us. The whole place, Houston, was devastated. Right. But we're trying to put it together. Right. We're putting it together now, though. Everything is coming together. Good. You're a good man. You're a good man. Now, listen, you made news recently for issuing a challenge to martial arts expert and acting novice Steven Seagal to more or less it was an anything-goes match. How did this challenge come about? No, not anything goes. No weapon. Oh, I see. Hand to hand. <laughs> I would offer him, I'm going to use nothing but boxing, and I told him he can use anything. He can kick, fly kick. He can do anything. But we're going to do it on the on the on on that Bruce Lee, enter the dragon type thing where we're right in the middle, uh, no ring to protect everybody, or the rope of dope again. <laughs> we're going to fight it out. I would love to because he's still capable. He's capable, and I am too. I believe it. I, I want to see this thing. What made you pick on Steven Seagal? I'm glad you did it, but what, what made you call him out specifically? Yeah, because he's active. I see him doing demonstration. He's taking people down. He's still active, so which means he's in good shape. And not to mention we're similar in age. Right. <laughs> so right. It, it just brings everything together. Mayweather and those guys and McGregor did that thing in Vegas. It's time for the – uh, 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 the two of us to get to Las Vegas and do it. I agree. Now, you're 68. He's 65 years old. Are you staying in shape? I imagine you're still uh, uh, chopping wood by squeezing trees until they submit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. That's, that's about the size of it. I'm in good shape. You know, you get to a certain point in life, you're not dead, so you may as well live. Right. I'm not afraid. I can still fight. I stopped boxing because I was doing other things. Not because people could beat me. The last time I got in the ring, guys were running from me. Now They want to call me old age. I think I'm just at the right age. I don't want to be any other age. Can't do it anyway. I agree. The only thing I worry about is I worry now, have you ever lost to anyone who wore a ponytail? I mean, that could tarnish your legacy, George. I mean, that's pretty good because, you know, with the boxing glove, I can't grab ponytails, so he's in good shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know how some people get in the fight, the first thing they do is grab the hair. Right. I will not grab his hair. Good. I just don't want him to sling, sling that thing and hit me in the face with it. 
<laughs> you have a good defense. You do that arm. You cross your arms, and nothing can get through. I remember that. Now this is, and I can cross my arm and then squat. I can block kick everything, and I can punch. I can punch. I can still punch. Now I'm real. I'm hoping Segal accepts the challenge. He hasn't said anything yet, right? Yeah, you haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, he's as quiet as a church mouse. But uh, the money, the, we can hear the money jingling right now. So he may come on out of hiding and do it. Right. It'll be a great thing for sport, great things for boxing. And we're at the age somebody's got to raise the bar. You just can't decide to be forty-five and say that's the end of it. Fifty-five. Right. We're we're living. We may as well continue to make money. I love it. I love your attitude. Well, whether he's taking it seriously or not. Some of the Vegas sports books, and you know, actually the online sports books, Bovada.lv, which is uh, you could bet through it online, has you as a two to one underdog. Do you think that's fair? I think it's really fair. I mean, it makes a difference. A guy who was heavyweight champ of the world twice, Olympic gold medalist once, and then I'm the underdog. Hey, that means there's some competition there. You generally. They say, oh, it's not fair. But I'm telling you, with these boxing gloves, I can beat the odds. I beat the odds with Joe Frazier. I beat the odds with Michael Moore. And why not with Steven Seagal? I I believe it. I believe it. I'm going to be honest. I bet against you when you fought Michael Moore back in uh, 94. And it was a 10-round fight. And Michael Moore was probably winning on the cards. But it was close. But he was winning. And then you just hit him with that short right. And he just went to sleep. That was it. That must have been That's all I needed. That's all I need to do is just tap Steven Seagal with just one punch. I know I got it. I don't need two. I don't need three. I just need one punch. Just the one, right? How would you train? Just how would you? Punch. How would you train for Steven Seagal? Would you? Um, would you have to watch his terrible movies to become familiar with his fighting style? It may not be worth it. That's right. That's right. I'd watch his movies. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm already trying to get old movies and look at his style now. Because movies tell you everything he's thinking, what he wants you to do, it tells you that. Then I'd get some of those jujitsu fighters as I get into the ring and try to kick me and try to do this and get my blocking together, and then I'd just touch them, touch them, touch them. I'd be in the best shape of my life. I love it. I love it. And you have your boys. You have the five. I want to talk to you about this. You have your five Georges, right? You named your boys George. And... All of them. And like, I think people, some people think this was a silly thing. But let me tell you, this is maybe, ne- next to the George Foreman grill, this is maybe the smartest thing you ever did, naming all your boys George, because you saved hours and hours and hours of arguing with your wife over what to name your kids. It's such a waste of time. And you're like, nope, this one's George, this one's George. We're going to name this one, this one, this one, George. What a, what a great thing you did. You know, my wife, she, she wanted me to stop boxing. You, you're going to get your brains beat up. I said, listen. The day I forget one of my son's names, I'll stop boxing. Right. <laughs> so I named them all George. I love it. It's very, very, very uh, intelligent thing to do. You also inspired me in the workplace. This is. Uh, well, let me explain. I was working. Uh, I was like uh, home from college. I was working at a clothing store during the summer, and I was in charge of the shoe department. And I was on my feet all day. And I said, "Oh, this is terrible. I have to find a way out of this." And then you know what I did? I watched you fight. And you did something remarkable, not so much during the fight, but between rounds. You stood up. You don't even bother with the stool. You stood up between rounds. What made, what made you do that? What, how old were you when you started that? Listen, I was over 200 and almost 300 pounds when I started uh, my comeback. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten down comfortably to 255, and I realized, man, if I sit down on this stool, I'm not getting up. That's too heavy. <laughs> so I stood Knowing that if I go down, I'm not coming back up. So I stayed on my feet. That's the truth of it. I love it. It took too much energy, but still, like catching your <laughs> yeah, breath standing up. You go down. Yeah, can you imagine 10 rounds down, up, down? It's like I'm doing <laughs> squats or something. I That's said, no, great. I'm just going to stand up. I love it. I love it. Well, you inspired me to stay on my feet, and I, uh, as a result, became the best shoe salesman in Suffolk County, Long Island. But let me ask you, George. Isn't that beautiful? It, Isn't it really that beautiful? is. That's beautiful. Not, not many people know that story, but, yeah, I let it go today. That's a, that's a, that's a great story. <laughs> What's the match that got away from you? Is there anyone you wish you would have fought? Is it uh, Tyson around 1995? I know you tried to make that work. Maybe Larry Holmes around 1980. Uh, oh, maybe the rematch with Ali. Which is the one that you're like, damn, I wish I had that one. I campaigned like a, like a madman to get Mike Tyson because he was the champion. Right. And then I campaigned right. because it meant so much. It was so lucrative, so much money into it. 
then in these days that have gone by and I'm watching some of his fights and how hard that fella hit, I'm so glad it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I never fought him. It got away, and thank goodness. <laughs> what? Uh, now, who hit the hardest out of anyone you fought? That's a good, that's a good thing to bring up. <laughs> now, that was it. I got hit by Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Ken Norton, mm-hmm. even Evander Holyfield. He hit me numerous of times. Right. But way back, there was a kid by the name of Ron Lyle. He right. hit me so hard. He hit me so hard it didn't even hurt. I just saw myself like a piece of rag on the floor thinking, how did I get down here? <laughs> and if it had hurt, if it had started to hurt, I wouldn't have got up. But it didn't hurt, so I got up and he knocked me down again. <laughs> I be- he beat me up so bad that finally he got tired and fainted, and I won the fight. I was just going to say, wait a minute, you won that. You knocked him out, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's what it is. I just I, he kept beating me up, and I was just couldn't believe it. Finally, he just fainted, yeah. and I won that boxing match on a faint. <laughs> <laughs> You've had an amazing history. I read yesterday. I, I I actually did some research for this. You were wearing contact lenses against Joe Frazier. I think the second time. Is that right? No, not no, 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 not at all. Oh. But right. I, I didn't want. I shouldn't. I, I know I didn't want to fight him again the second time. It was like I got out of murder once. I mean, he didn't murder me the first time. Now he's going to second a rematch. Boy, no, no. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know. I thought. I thought I read some. That's, see, that's the last time I do uh, research. That's it. That's it for me. <laughs> Let me ask you this, George. Uh, what, what fighters do you like today? Oh, I like them all. There's a Deontay Wilder. There's a Anthony Joshua in Europe. Mm-hmm. He's probably the best heavyweight on the scene. I'd like to see them put put that heavyweight title uh, match together. Those two, Wilder and Joshua, that's the best heavyweights around. Then the lighter weights, I think that McGregor, he shocked the whole world. Because, you know, he outboxed Mayweather. He lost the fight, mm-hmm. but he outboxed him. He outboxed him. It surprised me, too. Uh, you know, you know, probably because I was ready for Mayweather to dazzle him with his defense, and it just wasn't there. Nah, and also Mayweather. It wasn't there. Right. Is it just, I mean, you, you listen, you were in the ring at that age and, and further after that. What goes first? The, the quickness goes? I mean, the power was always there for you. That was, that was a great thing. And maybe even gaining weight uh, helped that. But after a while, there's, there's no speed, right? I mean, that must be demoralizing yeah. when you realize that. Yes, he was doing uh, just like George Foreman, Joe Frazier. He was like a big slugger following that guy around. Yeah. The speed was gone. The speed was gone. Who but would... the, la- the, only thing you, the only thing you recognize that leaves is the bank account, so you keep fighting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who went, you brought up Joshua and Wilder. Who wins it? They, they fight within the next month, and uh, there's a good chance they'll fight each other next year. Who wins that fight? Right now, it looks like Joshua, Anthony Joshua has the edge as far as I'm concerned because he's successful with big, tall men. But Wilder hits so hard. Right. If he knocks him down right. like – if he knocks uh, Joshua down like Klitschko did, he's not getting up. Mm-hmm. That was a great. That was a great fight. That Klitschko. Just when you think that was done, that was uh, it. Brought put the heavyweight division back on the map. I think a little bit, right? Yeah, it, it really did. It got got me excited. So I I make it six to five. You pick them. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. George, you had a sitcom on ABC. I think we need you need to come back. We we could use you. My cousin Jimmy's uh, show is on that network. We we could use the ratings leading into us. Yeah, anytime. I love that. You know, they're doing those sitcoms. They put you to work, and you get all the free food. You travel on airplanes. I'm having a ball with that. Better late than never. What a wonder. <laughs> I love it. Anything you want to plug, George? You have any new grills coming out? And what, what can what can we look forward to with George Foreman, aside from this well, fight, the, hopefully? The, the, the next thing that I'm working on is trying to get a comfortable shoe so everybody, you know, you wear these shoes to help you run faster. You buy these shoes to make you jump and dunk. Mm-hmm. But then we need a shoe to, to repair us after all that stuff is done. And that's what I'm working on, the George Foreman shoe. After you've torn everything, to get you back on your feet. I like that. Yeah, there are so many athletes who have problems with their feet. You know, you hear about the knees and you hear about the back and shoulders and everything. The feet are yeah. underappreciated uh, injury for athletes. Yeah, everybody everybody builds a shoe to help you jump, and you see all those guys doing these shoes, but they don't tell you after that jumping days are over, they, we almost need to travel around in a stretcher because of the lack of a comfortable shoe. 
and I got a shoe for ex heavyweight champions, ex beauticians, ex everything. X, X, X. X, X, X. I love it. Now, will these shoes help Steven Seagal run faster away from you when, next time you challenge him? No, they, they're going to make him stand still so I can really get a good punch on him. <laughs> I love it. George Foreman, hopefully you could watch him k- kicking the crap out of Steven Seagal and uh, we can make some money out of it. He's listed as a two-to-one there underdog. You go. There you go. Take it from there me. Don't, bet, don't ever bet against George. Don't ever bet against you him. You know, uh, the, the old saying is a fool and his money are soon parted. Bet <laughs> against George Foreman, you'll see. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, George. Come back anytime. I appreciate it. All right. All the best. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or if you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Brother Bry is at BSZOK816. The Parlay Kid is at the Chalk Talker. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and the great George Foreman. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.